Martini, a commercial pilot and flight instructor. And I'm Carson Vasquez. I'm a private pilot. And you're listening to the Aviation Mentors Podcast, sponsored by Stratus Financial. So buckle up, because the Aviation Mentors are taking off. Welcome back, everybody, to another fantastic episode of the Aviation Mentors Podcast. Today, we actually have an awesome special guest with us today. He's actually on the podcast with us one other time, and that is my great friend, Mike Harris, with the Why We Fly podcast. How you doing, Mike? Hey, doing great, guys, man. We're having a good time at Oshkosh. Beautiful blue sky, air shows going on. We're having a fun time. Yeah, we're listening to lots of airplane noise. That's always fun. I mean, Mike's got a pretty good view of this uh of this air show, by the way, his booth just faces it. So I'm a little envious of him with us in the back in the corner in the Stratus booth. We don't get to see any of this. Yeah. And we've actually got shade too. It's a, so we got a, we did an outdoor booth. So I'm, I'm with Forge Flight Works, a uh, Garmin dealer and aircraft interior company out of Nashville, Tennessee at Smyrna airport. And, uh, this year was our first sun fun at a booth. We had an indoor booth and this is our first Oshkosh as a company. We did an outdoor booth and we rented this awesome trailer that has a fold out front, patio and then an awning that comes off of it and we uh through our contacts at garmin because we uh we got a spot right next to garmin and garmin is right on boeing plaza literally right across from boeing so we are just right off of boeing plaza it's it's incredible and yeah and we're facing towards the flight line so we got a nice patio with a covered awning and some chairs and shade umbrella out there and we just get to Watch the airplanes and talk about avionics and aircraft interiors. It's been a real tough week. <laughs> I can imagine it has. I'm, I'm really jealous. Uh, there's no better place for an avionics shop to have a booth. But anytime I want to get away from the booth, and uh, as far as I can get is the restroom, you guys can get all the way to Warbirds, and that's my favorite place. So Yeah, you know, and what I, I told the guys at the start of the week, like, you know, whenever, whenever you leave the booth, just, like, just go walk through Boeing Plaza. I mean, we're like just, just behind Garmin's 10, and then you're there. And, uh, and it changes every day. Actually, today, I'm, like, earlier in the week, we had the, the Super Guppy was out there. I've never seen one of those. And I think the it was Beluga. insane. Yeah, the Beluga, the Dreamlifter, all these crazy, huge, custom-made cargo planes out there. And uh, and then today, the B, uh, B-29 dock and the uh, Constellation are out there. And, uh, is Connie here? Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's right, it's right in the, with B-29 and uh, dock, and, and, and they're right there on Boeing Plaza, plus a uh, Super Galaxy and a bunch of other cargo planes. I mean, the whole... The whole plaza is full of C-130, all kinds, DC-3, all kinds of cool stuff out there. Um, and it just it changes as the week progresses, which is really cool. So, yeah, every time I walk out of the booth, I just, doesn't matter which direction I'm actually headed, I'll kind of zigzag through Boeing Plaza to, to see what's there today. Absolutely. I love going through Boeing Plaza. And you're right. They have something new every single day. But yeah. they had this super guppy here for two days straight. Yeah. Uh, Carson and I, since we were in the media uh, media tent getting our badges the other day, they actually gave us a private tour with only media there. Oh, and cool. then the next day, Flying Magazine actually put out this giant article on all the questions that got asked. But we got some pretty cool pictures, so we'll probably post those up uh, of our tour of the Super Guppy, which was kind of neat having a private tour of the Super Guppy. And I thought there was only one Super Guppy, by the way. There was a ton of Super Guppies, and yeah. that one was actually uh, born in like 1981 or something uh, compared to uh, the rest that were came from the 60s. But they still wow. look like a '40s airplane. It was crazy looking inside. Yeah, and, and they had the they had the front open and the back open too. But like it's just crazy how the the whole cockpit is on a, a a hinge and it flips to the side and sits there like it's just the whole front nose cut off and it opens up. It's nuts. But uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. Well, it's crazy. Everyone was talking to the pilot, and uh, I actually snuck away. I was talking to the crew while everyone was talking to the pilot. And I was like, "Hey, how long does it take to crack this thing open?" So it takes like a team of four guys, 45 minutes to unscrew and unbolt everything in order for it to swing open. Yeah. That's actually quicker than I figured. I, I mean, 
but yeah, when I noticed that, yeah, the the nose part that that opens up, it it's got its own like gear. It's got its own wheel that it that it sits on to to keep the weight on it. So yeah, it, to hold the weight while it's opened up. Anyway, yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, they have to put a tail stand on it too. Actually, yeah, uh, as they said, it takes forty five minutes because you got to put the tail stand down. You have to put the uh, the little nose gear thing that rolls around on the side as well. And then they said that there's no hydraulics or anything. It's all linkage. So they actually have to disconnect all the flight controls every single time. Jeez. Uh, I can't imagine uh, having to do that. And uh, they better have really, really good checklists and checks and balances on that because I can't imagine unhooking uh, all of the air- aircraft linkages to to the elevator and the ailerons every single time you open that thing up, which is yeah. going to be every time you land pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, I saw it put back together and then taxiing out when it was leaving, I guess, the other day. Uh, the other day. Did you get to see it take off? No, I didn't. I was back. I was back over here and didn't see it take off. But yeah, it's too bad. No. But we do have. We're by the way, we're behind. Uh, uh, we're behind his booth right now, and we can see the air show like perfectly. I'm really jealous. We're not out here, but uh, and there's some shade, which is really really good. Yeah, which is much needed. Yesterday was really hot. Today's been pretty pleasant, but uh, it's supposed to be even better. It'll be a little bit cooler the next couple of days. So, but overall, we've had some storms come through. Nothing too crazy, but definitely some rain. Been a good week. We, uh, you know. Hopefully people have been, I think people have been staying safe and, you know, but it's a little bit severe weather. That's kind of always normal. Oshkosh and July always have some stuff come through over the course of the week, but, um, we've, we're staying in an RV in the, in the sleepy hollow campground, which has been fantastic. So it rained this morning and I didn't even wake up, you know, just evidently we got like an inch and a half of rain. I was like, huh, it was a little bit wet, but you know, this morning, but otherwise I didn't really notice. I was actually going to ask nice. you about that next. I was going to say, I've never stayed in sleepy hollow. I know they've got like a bar restaurant there that I've been to a couple of times last yeah. year. Uh, yeah. How is Sleepy Hollow? I mean, that's a does it have a different vibe than Camp Scholar, or how is that? Yeah, it's it's awesome. I mean, it, it's about the same kind of vibe. It feels about the same as being in in Scholar, but um, but they have a lot more hookups. And actually, I've been through Scholar, and they're getting a lot more hookups too for power and water. So that's that's really cool. The the, the downside when you don't have that, that's when an RV or a camper, that's that's when it's a much more of a pain. Um, but yeah, that's why I was looking forward to being there, and it's nice, it's good, and they <laughs> they have this. They have this huge pond, man-made pond, with like inflatable, um, like jungle gym things for kids to play on. And uh, yeah, today, yesterday was our hottest day, and we were we had a couple happy hours right after we closed the booth. We were getting back over there, and it was six o'clock or six thirty. It was still hot as could be. Tell me you went in. Oh, we were just looking at the pond. We're like, yeah, it's time. (laughs) So we immediately changed into bathing suits, took our cooler beer, got straight in the pond, all three of us, and it felt amazing i was afraid it was gonna feel like bath water no it was like it was cool like by the time we got out and like the sun had dropped down a little bit like dare i say like we were almost chilled like it would it felt so good so we just sat yeah we sat in the pond drinking beer for like an hour <laughs> it was well, awesome I, can you invite us next time because that's really <laughs> where i want where i want to be probably tonight because it's yeah. supposed to be 92 oh, until yeah. like 7 p.m here yeah. yeah, I was gonna say thanks, Mike, for the invite. I really appreciate it. After all the cool stuff, that good seat I got you at the night air show. No, I really appreciate the invite. <laughs> you guys, we had just left y'all. Y'all are heading somewhere else. Cool. I, I, I know. Had a prior engagement. Yeah, I, I so. screwed up and I uh, I RSVP'd for the Sears party on Tuesday rather than Thursday. I mean, th on the phone, right? And I'm just was wasn't paying attention, working. And I show up and they're like, "Oh, you registered the wrong day. We're sold out." And they just wouldn't even let us in. I was so disappointed. Yeah. But uh, other than that, we we hung out at the camp last night and just had a good time. And and then we went out and stayed out too late and then the storm came in and we got stuck at the at the place we went to so that was always oh, an no. interesting thing yeah yeah we just cooled off the pond had some beers and called kind of an early night uh this 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 gets tiring i mean it's oshkosh is is a lot of fun 
Um, but it's a lot of energy and effort. And, you know, by, especially as hot as it gets, you're sweating. And then when you're working the booth, I mean, all day, it's, it's a lot. I mean, it's uh, no place I'd rather be, but like, but it's also kind of wears you down over the week, you know? So once or twice getting to bed a little bit earlier, not staying up, you know, until 1230 at, at the SOS pros beer 10 is, you know, is, is a good thing every once in a while to, uh, to try to make it the rest of the way through the week. I, Cause it, you know, I left home last Friday. Like, you know, it's been a full week now that I've been gone and, and we still have, you know, several more nights. It's, yeah. it's, it's, uh, it's awesome. So much fun. Um, but yeah, when, especially this is, you know, this is my first time in Oshkosh working a booth in the years past, especially when I had my travel trailer with air, I could crank up the generator and the AC and like I could sleep in or take a nap or whatever. Now, like I'm like working full time too and, and, and doing all the social stuff at night. So it's awesome. It's fun. Wouldn't have it any other way, but um, but yeah, it is different when I have a full day of work to do, plus plus all the fun stuff I want to do every evening too. So, by the way, that airplane sound are four P fifty one Mustangs just flying by us. So yep. it's almost it's like ten million dollars just flew right in front of us. Uh, yep. An amazing aircraft. Yep, yep. But we're we're definitely glad we came. Like as a company, it's been a really good show for us. Uh, much much more productive business wise than Sun and Fun. Sun and Fun was good, but Oshkosh's been really good. We've uh, we've had a lot of people coming through um, that are serious and ready to make decisions on avionics upgrades. We we came here with six dates for installation windows that we wanted to fill, and as of the end of the day yesterday, we had filled four of our six dates. So we feel really good about that, and we've got half a dozen other customers that are very serious and very close to moving forward um, on the avionics side, but, uh, but also on interiors too. We have a we have a um, we're doing right now a Baron full interior and. Uh, it's actually left our hangar and gone to get paint, and then it's coming back to get the interior reinstalled, the new interior reinstalled soon. And so we have one of the seats out of the Baron, and it is just, it is absolutely gorgeous. We're all so proud of it. So and just it, the design, it's it's just, it's beautiful. Uh, looks just so executive. It's got the, the Beechcraft logo uh, actually like laser engraved into the leather. It's just so pretty. It looks super so, cool. Yeah, so we have that sitting right up front. So people... Are walking by and they see that and they just do a double take and come right over and check it out. So we've had a lot of people interested in the uh, in interior side coming in. Um, so that's that's been very good and um, we, we have a lot of interior projects already coming up. Um, we're doing a, the Baron and the Mooney right now, and then next we're starting a Cheyenne. We actually just started on Cheyenne, so that's a big interior project. And then we have another PA thirty two. We did a Saratoga before. We got another PA thirty two. I think a Lance after the Cheyenne and then we got a couple bonanzas that are uh that seem like they want to get on the schedule next so um yeah it's cool stuff uh, really really neat um interiors and a lot of a lot of interest that you know we're and we're very much the premium handcrafted custom design interior shop we're not the you know there's there's kits and do-it-yourself kind of interiors and, and lower cost ways to do like a 172 or PA28 uh, we certainly do work on those aircraft if, if people want you know a super high-end interior but it's it's more the you know six seat aircraft, not you know a, a different price point of aircraft is kind of the, the the premium interiors we're putting in. But uh, but it's exciting because it just makes the airplane just go from forty year old to looking brand new and having that like new airplane smell. And it just it's it's really really cool. So we're excited about all we got going on there. Well, I can imagine when people are getting a new interior, they also want the new avionics. Um, so what are people really looking for as far as avionics, um, especially with Garmin? Yeah, so it's it's so some people will do the avionics and then just live with the old interior, you know. But what we're the kind of our specialty is we can do them both at the same time. So like the Baron is is already have uh, that we're doing the interior on already has a lot of avionics in it. But then there was kind of a handful of avionics things he wanted done too. He wanted moving antennas and things like that. The Mooney um, 
he uh, nice. We're doing the full interior on the Mooney, and he's gonna he's going ahead and re replacing his. He's got the Garmin GNS 530. He's replacing. We're putting in a GTN 750 Xi and uh, a remote audio panel. So he's upgrading, and, and is it in? Is avionics at the same time, same block of downtime, which is very cool. But you know, when but we also have people coming in and doing a full full avionics, new panel, and everything, and you know, with G three X or um, you know, GTN seven fifty six fifties, and then the smaller Garmin GPSs are really popular as well. The GPS one seventy five and the other GNC three fifty five and GNX three seventy five. So you know, it, it's all kind of different because everybody's plane is always in a different place, right? And then everybody's budget's different, so. Some people are coming in and say, hey, uh, you know, I've got a 430 and I'm happy with it, but, you know, but I really want to get a couple of GIT 75s and room, remove my vacuum system and put in a GSC 500 autopilot. That's an incredible amount of capability for twenty five dollars to $35,000, like depending on the options they choose. Um, and then that's like a hard IFR airplane with glass instruments now, even still keeping your legacy GNS 430. And you replace your 430 a few years, whatever. So that's a popular upgrade for, for you know, lower budget point. And then people coming in when they want G3X full glass panel and or, or G500 and on larger airplanes things like that. So it and then you know 750s and 650s. It, it all depends because people are in a different place. They have a different priority. Sometimes it's just a couple components here and there. Sometimes it's a full panel. Uh, you know it all depends. And we and we also do Dynon and Aspen and Avidyne, but um, a lot of what we do is Garmin, and um, it's exciting. I mean it it just really really changed the airplane. And what's cool to me. Like, is you can change the airplane for thirty grand. Like, you can really change the airplane. Put in an autopilot in a plane that's never had an autopilot. Put in digital instruments. Remove the vacuum system. By the way, you can hear those simulated bombs going off yeah. in the background. That's a uh, World War II bombers going by doing yeah, simulating bombing runs. B twenty five is going by, right? Yeah, doesn't yeah. suck our view. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Pretty awesome. To kind of go back to the camping situation, I got a question now. Uh, we actually, we met through Oshkosh in the Why We Fly podcast originally. Oh, there's some more of those bombs. Isn't that so cool? It gives me like shivers thinking about it. Like I could not be on the ground in like World War II and hear that going off. Well, then they have like these huge plumes of smoke as well. Like it's not just the sound. It's so cool watching it all happen. Yeah. And when they do the, the big warbird stuff and, the, you know, they have a, a squad, a whole squadron of aircraft flying in formation. And, you know, it, we see these 15, 20 more or more airplanes all together. Like back then, it was just, I mean, just the sky was just covered in, in aircraft. It just would have been absolutely insane. I mean, I think, I honestly think Oshkosh is the only place in the world you can ever, ever even get a feel for this these days for what the scale of that would have looked like. Like you look at the old combat footage and stuff and you see just like mind blowing how many aircraft are in the air. And Oshkosh is to me is the only place where you see it's a fraction of the number, but it's still, it's a lot of World War II aircraft up there flying in formation. I mean, and you start to get a, a sense of what it must have been like. Yeah, I've seen 40 or 50, like, T-28s and T-6s. And, yeah, and, and with that. bombers on higher runs and yeah. different levels and layers and all. You know, they put a lot of warbirds up in the air flying formation. It's it's really, really impressive. It is. Yeah, but what I was saying, we, we met here or met through Oshkosh through the podcast originally or your podcast originally. And uh, then I came out here. I recorded a couple episodes. That was the first time I came to Oshkosh. Yeah. And I was kind of reporting for you, which was a lot of fun, which I think we talked about in that, that episode out of Sun and Fun. But after you came here the following year, I think that was your first year, and that was my second year we finally met in person. Um, we both camped under the wings for those for those several years. I yeah. mean, I just barely started coming to Camp Shoulder a couple of years ago, uh, but I camped under the wing most years that I've been here so far. Uh, what do you think the differences are between Camp Shoulder and camping under the wing? 
besides obviously having air conditioning and a and a toilet in your own well the to me the okay to me the biggest difference that that is is the experience of flying in right like flying yourself into oshkosh is a bucket list thing that i just feel like every pilot should do i mean it is an incredible experience even carson by the way yeah <laughs> learning learning the, the 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 procedures getting in the in the approach and and a ripping and fisk and coming in it's just incredible it is i mean it is a it's just an experience that everybody should do. And I, and I did that three or four times. Um, so the flying in part is amazing. Obviously getting here from, uh, from Nashville, Tennessee by airplane is much better than driving. So that part is incredible. The downside is being in a tent for seven or eight nights and we always have weather come through. And, and I had a couple different tents over the years that I used at Sun Fun and Oshkosh and, you know, and, and I like camping, but that's just a lot of days in the tent. And and when and inevitably it, it gets wet or, or I ended up buying a smaller tent that could hold up to the weather. It, it would not get wet no matter what, but it was tiny. It was a little two man tent, which is really just a one person tent. And, you know, you can't even stand up in it. And so that's and it's and it's hot. So after, you know, seven or eight days of that, it, you're just outdoors 100 percent of the time, no air conditioning, sleeping on a cot in a tent. And, and that that wore on me. And, and, and I, honestly, the flight home was then kind of an exhausting proposition because then I've still got a six hour cross country back, you know, in, in my little tri-pacer to get back home. And I'm seven nights exhausted of camping and, and, and just the Oshkosh in general. Um, so that was definitely tiring um, getting home and all that. Being in a camper camper trailer is so much better. Um, and then and then now stepping it up again, having one with that's hooked into power so we can actually run the air conditioning overnight. Yeah, that's that's pretty incredible. I would never you know, there's a lot of people that go stay in a hotel, they, they drive in, they, they get a house or whatever. Like I would a hundred times rather be in an RV, especially as long with power that I can run the AC because I just want to be here. Like big part of the experience for me is being here 24 seven. I don't want to leave. Like, I don't ever leave. I pulled in Friday night. I haven't left yet. Uh, like we're leaving to go to a Garmin dinner tonight. It's the first time like I've even left the grounds. It's just, it's just a, being immersed in aviation, being surrounded by aviation people everybody wants to talk about airplanes all the time. And I, I just, I don't, I just want to be here on the grounds and just be going around doing social things every night. Like that's the only way I, I want to do Oshkosh. I would never, even like 15 minutes away, I would never even want to do that. You know, I just, I want to be right here in it all the time. And, and if I'm sitting around camp at, at eight o'clock at night and say, Hey, let's, let's walk down to the flight line. Yeah. Let's walk down the flight line. Like, why wouldn't we, you know, yeah. if we want to, like, that's awesome. Well, you just, you can't do that anywhere else. That's the thing. Like you get to just be enveloped in the experience. And, you know, like, like you said, I, I feel a little bit spoiled actually being able to have the hookups and the AC and, and the water all the time. Yeah. Um, yeah and from day one. From day one of last year. Yeah. yeah. Maddie wanted to fly in next year. I was like, hey, just so you know, you're not going to have all that. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Unless we still Brandon's camper. But uh, it's just, it's such a fun experience being around everyone that has something huge in common. And it's a you know, pretty defining part of who we are. Yeah, absolutely. It, it's a big part of the experience to me is just being here 24-7, having a good time. So... Uh, I love it. It's awesome. And I have to agree with Mike. Uh, the best part about being at Oshkosh is being at Oshkosh the entire time. Uh, yeah. I left for the first time yesterday just because we needed to go to Target uh, to get more beverages for everybody. Yeah, we're and, doing that tonight. <laughs> yeah, so that was literally the only reason why we left. Um, and I didn't want to. Uh, but they've got showers here. They've got everything that you can stay clean and, and be happy. And you can go straight over to camp if you want to go relax for a little bit, obviously. We're working all day long, so we're not getting to do that this year as much. But uh, when you come out here for fun, you can just step away, like Mike said. And they've been having like stole competitions at night. Yeah. I haven't been there this year. Uh, no, yeah, I haven't made it over yet. That. Yeah, need to. So, 
but uh, you know what? I think uh, we'll wrap it up. Thank you guys so much for listening tonight or today. It's getting closer tonight for us. It's only 3.40, but when you're here for this long, you kind of lose track of time. I think it's Friday. I'm not even sure yeah, anymore. It's getting real close to beer 30. Exactly. Well, thanks so much for joining us uh, today, Mike. Really appreciate you being on the podcast with us like always. Yeah, thanks, Mike. It's been awesome, and uh, I'm excited to missed your first episode together, so I'm glad I'm here for the second one. <laughs> Absolutely, no worries. And anybody that wants to listen to my podcast, I've got 79 episodes published now. It's whywefly.org. It's in all the normal podcast places at Why We Fly. And if you want to talk avionics or aircraft interiors, it's forgeflightworks.com. And um, you can look at our website and call the office, or my uh, email is mike.harris at forgeflightworks.com. Be happy to help. Anybody has any needs. Sounds good. Well, thanks again, Mike, for being on. As always, if you want to reach out to either Carson or I, you can find Carson at Carson at AviationMentors.com, or you can reach me at Brandon and AviationMentors.com. Thanks so much. Have a great day. See you. See you guys.